good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of the recording. This is episode 92 of the Restricted Zone podcast, and I'm with a great cast, a great crew today. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Let's get to it. Yes, sir. Let's get to it. Corday, introduce yourself to the people, man. Yo, it's y'all boy, Young Core, hoping for a good episode. Let's get it, boys. Young Core, let's get it. Johnny, introduce yourself, man. My advocate. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in. An analyst, not an advocate. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Special guest in the house. Team, introduce yourself to the people. Get them familiar with you. What's up, y'all? Back in this John. Appreciate y'all having me back. Let's talk some basketball. Back in the John. Who is seen? Check him out on Instagram. With that being said, we move on straight to basketball. A lot of football been dominating the coverage, but we're going right back to basketball. Let's bring it back around the globe, bring it back to the circle. So the very first, the routine of every NBA episode starting now is the role player of the week. Gentlemen, who is your role player of the week? I want to start with the guest first. Let's start with the guest. Seen, who's your role player of the week right now in the NBA? Talk to me. Who are you choosing? Who's running so, around? My role player of the week, I want to reward a team that was winning, but I also want to reward a guy that's really been, like, hooping, and that's Denny Abia from the Washington Wizards. The Wizards on a six-game winning streak. I think they're back in the playing, and Denny been on, like, a – he's been going crazy, like a double-double machine. Like, he's been going crazy. The last, uh, like, four games versus San Antonio, 25-9, and nine, versus uh, New Orleans, 15-9, and nine, versus Houston, 10-10. and 10. Versus uh, Dallas, fifteen and nine, playing good defense. Uh, Denny really been impressing me, man. He's uh, starting starting to really show some flashes from uh, you know a lot of people were showing him a lot of hype when he was coming in in the draft. I forget what year it was, but you know he's really starting to show them flashes. Like he could be a really good player in his league. All right, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Corday, let me swing it to you. Who's your role player of the week? Talk to me. Uh, for, for me, I'm going a different, like a little bit of a different approach. Uh, this guy has been pretty solid for the most part this week in the minutes he's been getting. For me, I'm going with, uh, Critton Grimes from the New York Knicks. He has a couple games on here where he's, where he had like four or five, but for the main part this week, he's been pretty consistent, giving him about a solid 10, shooting good from the field. And, uh, the Knicks are a team who's been on the come up recently and he's been, a big part of it, taking minutes away from some of their veterans. So, the, you know, the, they want to see what he got. They want to give him those minutes to help him develop. And uh, I feel like they have something in Quentin Grimes. All right. Quentin Grimes from the New York Knicks. Go ahead, Johnny. Saw you. Un- unmute yourself. Go ahead. All right. Wait, Johnny. Froze. Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, wait, Johnny. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, about to say, no, I'm clear. I'm clear. See, I'm clear. All right. Go ahead. All right, Kyrie. So, Kyrie, uh, you heard about the Knicks. Quentin Grimes got uh, brought up. I know you're happy to hear your fellow Knicks uh, comrade being brought up, but give me your role player of the week. Who are you talking to? For sure. I definitely love hearing Quentin Grimes be brought up. I definitely like the Denny Avia shout-out, too. He's been hooping for sure. But I want to give my props to a rook. Uh, he's been playing well on a team that wasn't expected to do much in the Sacramento Kings. That's my guy, Keegan Murray. Um, the week prior, he had a huge, I want to say it was like a 29 and 14 game, something like that. He went absolutely crazy. Then this past week, this, uh, the Sacramento Kings have been two and two. They, uh, split a back to back. 
with the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he's been he's been playing solid. He's been shooting the ball well. He's been defending. He's been rebounding. He's definitely just been setting himself aside from the other rookies in his class as a guy that's not going to dominate the ball much, but he's someone that can attributes that uh, contributes to winning in multiple different ways. And he doesn't do it being the star. He lets De'Aaron Fox uh, run the show. The Monster Bowden's been running the show. And he just plugs in where those guys might lack or where the other players on the floor might lack. So I definitely got to give my shout-out to Keegan Murray. Definitely, man. Can I just piggyback before I swing to Johnny? Man, something about the Kings is just – if you're a Kings fan, I, I know it's got to be some tears in your eyes seeing them come from 14, 15 years of playoff drought, probably even longer than that. And now you've got a respectable coach in Mike Brown, a young all-star guard in De'Aaron Fox, which I think he should be reserved. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Keegan Murray, the rookie they drafted with the fourth pick, I think. Got Harrison Barnes. The, the, you know, just a solid all-around team. Malik Monk, Mitchell off the bench, Kevin Herter. Uh, man, the Kings are really uh, – I like the Kings, man. Definitely one of the few franchises that turned themselves around. Johnny, I want to swing to the Kings, you. man. Always crazy, man. I Playing beautiful the basketball over there. Yo, I, I think, know. Uh, <laughs> Mike Brown, when they hired Mike Brown, I was, I was a little skeptical because, like, Mike Brown, he he's he was a good coach before, but it's like it was a while since he's been a coach. Exactly. I think him going to Golden State and see how they did things over there, I think he brought that over to uh, Sacramento, all the player movement, ball movement, everything like that. And I think I've said it before, man. Sabonis has been having a hell of a season, man. We gonna we can talk about him later, I know for sure. But yeah, Sabonis Fox been having one. The and both of them, man. I think bro, I love everything the Kings are doing right now, bro. Like, if you would have told me in the offseason they'll be improved, I would agree. But if you told me they'll be standing here at third seed right now, I, I would have thought you were crazy if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, hey, Kyrie, uh, Chris might start claiming being a Kings fan again. You got to watch, be on the lookout for that. All right, with that, hey, man, he better, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if you get, if you get. Uh, nigga Casey claiming them over his his boy Yoke and stuff right now, but uh, he he better they 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 on a roll right now. I love I I respect the Kings man. I can say that Johnny role player of the week. I, Who yeah, are we talking? Yes, sir. Before I get into my role player of the week, just to add to the conversation, I do yeah. want to mention this is Keegan Murray's second role player shout out from the restricted zone because Ooh. I believe he was my role player of the week a couple a couple segments ago. And here he is again. So that's just to the testament of like what a draft pick. Like that's great minds think alike, man. The Kings rarely make great great minds think alike indeed. Johnny, bring it. Well, my bad. Real quick, I don't want to talk about the Kings, but just to add to it, around when Keegan was drafted, a lot of people were questioning, like, "Oh, who's this guy? Why didn't y'all draft Jaden Ivy?" The Kings, man, they they drafted that guy. Great pick, Keegan, man. He fits exactly what they want to do. He fits in their system. Some nights, like he, like you say, he don't get the ball that much, but he's still gonna go out there and get you 15. Some nights he gets you 10 rebounds. Some nights he gets you five assists. Like he can do everything you want him to do out there, man. Keegan Murray, great, love Keegan he's, Murray. He's a great plug-in guy that's versatile enough to put him in every, in any position. He doesn't have a real significant weakness to where you can just hack on him about it. Just a well all around rookie, man. I, I definitely like the Kings pick. It's really- okay. We gave him we, we gave him respect because we had a segment before about mock drafts and we mentioned Keegan Murray. We gave him respect. We recognize. All right, John. You're right. Let's bring it yep. back to you, John. My la- my last thing on the Kings real quick too is bro, we talked about it a little bit, I believe, last episode, bro. 
Kev, Kevin Herter has been so good for them, man. Like the Hawks let him go too. The, the, the Hawks let him go. He's just blossoming, bro. Like he's I, I love what Kevin Herter brings for them next to Fox. That's why I say some players just need to be traded to a different team, man. It's not the players that are bad, just the coaching structure, the offense. You know, sometimes the player got to move. All right, Johnny, let's bring it back to you. Enough of the Kings praise. Let's bring it back to you, man. <laughs> well, shoot, I'm not not mad at the Kings. They got a high ceiling, but this t- this team, but this team, however, it's got like a. I, I think they've reached their ceiling, unfortunately. So, Ooh. now, I hate to mention this team, but I'm not going to lie. This player has been hooping. Sorry about the team, though, but this player has been hooping. Phoenix Suns, Mikael Bridges, over the past seven games, he has been hooping. And, I mean, he's been showing up. I, I mean, obviously, his minutes have increased because the Suns have been just riddled with injuries as of late. And um, they just seem to be just, like, up, barely floating above water as the season progresses. But... You talk about a bright spot, silver lining. If you're trying to find anything, like Mikel Bridges is something to shine a light on if you're a Suns fan. Uh, over the past seven games, 20, about 22 points a game, six assists a game, about five boards, two steals a game, shooting 47, 48%, and he's about like 42% from three, 41% from three. So I don't know what's gotten into him, but he's just been, he's been, he's just been possessed. Over the past week and then some. I mean, his numbers are his numbers have been like unlike him. He averages about sixteen, maybe barely sixteen points a game, maybe barely seventeen points a game. I think back on uh back when he played Brooklyn, he had twenty eight points and nine dimes. He continued on from there to Indiana with twenty two points. Went on to Memphis, twenty four. Jump a couple of games had sixteen, eighteen around his average, but he jumped up back to the Spurs, dropped twenty five, and he just had twenty nine last night. Uh, against the Raptors, along with the six assists, so he's just he's just been hooping a small bright spot in a struggling Suns uh, franchise. Uh man, yeah, hey, man. You, you bring me back some bad nightmares when we traded them away. Uh I like them so hey, bad. Real quick about yeah, the Nova prodigy, like, Nova prodigy, baby. I know, I know. After Debo got hurt, they went on a little losing streak, but they've been they've been getting some wins lately, man. I think they were down like to. The eleven seed at one point, but they six and four in their last ten. They uh they like at the seven seed I think right now, back at a positive record. Obviously Mikel been hooping, Cam Johnson back, he hooping, Chris Paul is starting to look not like not like prime Chris Paul, but he started like he's starting to go out there giving some positive impact. So like the Suns is getting it back, man. I'm not gonna be surprised. Like if Book come back, the Suns the Sun people sleep on I feel like people sleep on the Suns just because how they went out last year, but like they was a, they were a sixty four win team, one game away from the conference finals. Like I think the Suns like can still make some noise, and they just got to stay healthy, get it together, man. So guys got to step up. But I believe in the Suns. I, uh, I think people hate. I think people hate the Suns because it's trendy. Like it's cool to do in the media, bro. I just feel like Chris Paul might not be the answer point guard anymore. He knows he might be great coming off the bench, but they should have been looking for a more, you know, a younger point guard who's at least serviceable starting quality. Um, he, he hasn't, he hasn't been amazing. But at the same time, people have to realize when you lose your best player, you're going to take a step back. It's just how exactly. it is. But then his age is showing in a lot of the games, too. I, I keep forgetting Chris Paul's 37. I, I, it's just cr- yeah. it slips my mind sometimes. Yeah, and it's and, and it doesn't and, help that and even the, even even that spark plug off the bench for them, right? Yeah, that's but true. Even, yeah. But even if Chris Paul's are Chris Paul, even even if at the age that he's that he's at, even if he still performs proficiently, which I do expect him to do, 
I think it's a front office issue with Phoenix. Like, I think, and this is historically, like, I think it's just a front office issue. I've never seen a coach that fit them really other than maybe the Steve Nash days with Barbosa and those guys. I forgot who was the uh, coach that year. Uh, was that, I forgot who the coach was. That Dan Tony? Yeah, there you go. Dan Tony. My that's back when they had Dan Tony. But, I mean, that's the closest coach I remember fitting to them. And maybe because they, they adapted to his system, but even they struggled defensively with that. And I've ne- it's always been a fr- – I've never seen a coach – I don't. And Monty, Monty and Aiden continue to have issues. So, it's like it's always been a front office down to coaching issue with the Suns. It's never been talent. I don't even I don't with that, the, I just think people, yeah. like, are failing to realize they're missing 28, 5, and 6 from their lineup. Like, like – Whenever you lose your best player, like easily your best player, a guy who's going to score, rebound, assist, and play underrated defense, your team's going to decline a little bit. This is a team that just won 60 games a year ago and a team that was just in the finals. Like, this was a team people viewed as a contender not even a couple months ago. Not not even just that. Before Debo got hurt, I know he uh, he went on a little little uh, drought when Chris Paul came back, but they were the one seed. Like, they were the first seed at the beginning of the year when Debo was healthy. Even with inferior talent, like the talent around it isn't all that amazing. Like guys are stepping up, Mikel's stepping up, and all that. Uh, but like, I don't want to go and blame Monty. I think Monty's doing the best way he's been given. And in terms of the Ian situation, obviously we don't we don't know Ian personally. But to me, Ian seems like a guy who's like if if everything's not going the way he wants it to go, he's not gonna give one hundred percent effort. And I think we've talked about Ian before on here on the uh, the last time I was on here. But like, I'm not like Ian is a guy like. He just, it just seems like, like I said, man, if he's not getting the ball in the post up 20 times a game, he's not going to try as hard as on defense, or he's not going to get as many rebounds as he should, or he's not going to attack the paint as much as he should. Like, I, I don't really like Ian like that. I don't really want to blame Monty Williams for that. I think he's doing a hell of a job. And, and and to defend Monty, I feel like he's doing an amazing job considering the the position that they're in right now. Being able to still stay afloat and being 6-4 in your last 10 with D-Book out, I feel like is that, that that's credited to coaching. All right, that's true. Maybe we'll look at the Suns, and maybe this conversation now has a whole different tune uh, around March and April. But we move on to the next topic of the episode. Man, I know you guys are ready for this one. Possible All-Star Reserve selections, who you guys think should make the All-Star as a reserve. Uh, Man, you know what? I want to swing it to. Johnny first, Johnny. I want to let you take A to four. What's happening, Kyrie? I'm sorry. My my fault. Yeah, I just want, I, oh. I wanted to say something first, but you can swing it. To oh yeah, well, well, listen. I will go ahead, Kyrie. Then I swing it to uh, Johnny next. Go ahead, Kyrie. I just Please, wanted to say strong. for my fellow Sixers fans on this podcast and my yes. fellow Sixers fans out there listening, Joel and B got Rob. Rob. Robbed for All-Star starter. Completely robbed. I don't know what universe people live in where a man puts up 33-9 and nine a game. During bouts where – during ports of the season where he spent a lot of time without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey on the floor. And he kept that team afloat. He had what, – what where are the six at right now? Third? Third in the East? Yeah, third in the East. That man was not a voted All-Star starter. Set. I feel like I, I try not to put too much stock into like fan a uh, fan voting because you gotta remember I think a Reeves from the Lakers was but at some point to, though because fan voting takes up fifty percent of the ballot. 
Yeah, I know, and I try not to put too much. I really try not to put too much stock to the fan vote. I really don't because it's like they're fans. Some of them are really casual. A lot of them are casual. Yeah, yeah. Not even the the fan vote. It is what it is. Like I, I'm not surprised about that. But what scares me the most, I don't know if y'all seen the uh, the voting results. Tatum got first in media votes, and I'm not. I, I'm. I don't want to sound like a Tatum hater, bro, but I I feel like Tatum is being heavily overrated right now. That's my, oh, my I guess my hot take. Tatum's a great player. player. Don't get me wrong. Hey, bro. I, Tatum is I a don't great agree player. With that I, listen, bro, I don't agree with you. I mean, I don't disagree with right. that at all. I think Tatum's being wow. overrated right now, bro. When you compare to other guys that are in that MVP conversation, like I think Embiid is having the better season than Tatum is. I think Giannis is. I, I don't think, disagree. I was just about to say, even in the same Giannis is playing. I feel like Giannis should have overtaken that because he's he's been leading the Bucks without Drew and Chris. Chris exactly. Middleton. Exactly. I feel like he's, he's got to be over. He's not been the team. To me, me and Steve go back and forth with this conversation all the time, and I I completely agree. Like I'm a Tatum fan, and I love Tatum, but the way the media, like, like I feel like they overrate him a lot. The, gold, the, the golden child, I think. It's like they want yeah. him to be the face of the league or something. Like they push his narrative out there so hard, bro. Because it's and, more than the relationship with Kobe. I honestly believe, rest in peace to Kobe. I really think Kobe, you know, influence, you know, having that close relationship kind of plays a lot to it. Bro, Embiid averages, averages, averages more points than Tatum, more rebounds than Tatum. He shoot, uh, Tatum is shooting like 0.2% better from three than Embiid. Like, like, Embiid is having the better season, and you can't convince me otherwise. And back yeah. to the Tatum thing, guys, about like the, him becoming like this type of media darling where he oh, he's kind of being shoved in our faces at this point, like when he got set as the face of the league. It takes away completely from what Jalen Brown's been doing to help that team win as well. Exactly. exactly. Jalen Brown's been one of the one of the, from what I see, one of the clutchest players players in the league, and he's that guy where when the Celtics when everything is going wrong for the Celtics, a lot of time they look to Jalen Brown and he's that guy that gets that turns the aggression he's up. Bailing him out. He bails him out a lot. He, he, he bails him out a lot. He's defend he's defended their very best player night in and, and night out. The and the way he, the he way really get a lot of credit for it. The way the, I agree with you 100%, Kyrie, and the way that the Celtics org, like the the way their team is ran, is not really ran through Harold Ball. Like, of course, Tatum and Brown are their best players, but they do they 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 have a lot of knowing your role, doing such and such at a certain time, ball movement, making the right play, and That's of true. course, yep. if they lose, of, of of course, if they lose Tatum, they'll be bad. But if Tatum wasn't on that team and they was running with Brown, their system would be exactly the same. And I think they would still be a contending team. We've seen, we seen it last year or the year prior. I can't remember which one, but when Jason Tatum was out with COVID and he came back and he still wasn't the same because he couldn't get his breather, Jalen Brown was carrying him. Yeah, and the way their offenses ran, they, they it looked like they didn't really miss much of a step because they offense, everyone just has to play in their offense. Like That's just how their team is ran. Yeah. That's fair. Go ahead, Kyrie. Uh, just give like three more in terms of uh, who's your All Star reserves. So, who else? That was one. Who else? The other three. Well, yeah. So Embiid definitely that's going to be one. I want to I want to give a shout out to my guy Lori Markinen too because what he's doing in Utah is really going under the wire. I mean, under Mark. the uh, under the radar. I'm sorry, but Marky. That's, uh, rightfully so because Utah started off very hot in the beginning of the season and they dialed it down a little bit. Their uh, lack of experience is really shown, but Lori Markin has been out there killing it despite whether they're winning by 30 or losing by 30. He's putting up 25 a game, 
close to nine rebounds. He's shooting over 40% from the three-point line. And again, he's been he, he's been a closer for them in a lot of games this season. He's been a guy that they've gone to a lot at the end of games this season. He's won them games. He's hit tough shots. He's gone toe-to-toe with tough players with, with, with in big matchups. And he's really show he's really shown the league and he's really shown fans what he's been made of. So uh, or how he's been developing over the years because I've never really seen him becoming something like this. I, I'll be 100 percent honest with you guys. I've never seen him becoming a guy that could create his own shot at the level that he's doing it right now. And uh, I really got, I definitely got to give my shouts out to him. And um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, I got, I got to give my shouts out to him too, who's going to be a uh, an All Star reserve. I could definitely make a case for him being starter. But um, when you're going against Luka Doncic and Stephen Curry, Steph Curry, you it's kind of hard, you know. So, I, but I still think Shea uh, definitely had a had a case for All Star start. He's putting up over 30 a game. He's helped OKC look a lot better than what they're supposed to be, especially given that they lost their number two overall pick from this year, who was uh, expected to make an immediate impact in Chad Holmgren. And um, just the way he he has that team running right now and the way he's able to make guys around him look better. He's got young guys around him looking looking the part in the league. Um while they're in a place where you don't really look for where you don't really look for young talent. You don't really see them producing a whole bunch of young talent. So I definitely uh gotta give shouts out to Shea Gilgis Alexander too. Shea Gilgis Alexander. You could make the case he could be an MVP candidate if the Thunder, you know, if OKC's record uh was more prominent as compared to the other MVP candidates. You could make that argument for Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh he is fifty percent from the field. What's three point percentage? I think he's in the late thirties, right in the right in the forty percent mark. Uh so Shea's just been an absolute monster. He's been an absolute monster. Uh, Kyrie, uh, who else? Kyrie, that was that was the end of your selection. Oh, uh, you you told me three, so I have to give you uh, three. I got you. That's forty. Yeah, right. That's four. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's four. All right. So court. All right, great selections. I like all of them. Court A. Give me at least four of your selections who you think should be on the reserve list for All Star. Okay, so for my first one, I'm going right. to go with a guy. I feel like. Um, not sure how you guys feel. Not sure how any if anyone else will agree. Uh, I feel like this guy was a snub. I'm going Demontis Sabonis. Um, I feel like he should have got it over Zion, just due to the simple fact of Zion only having a certain amount of games played. So before I even go into Sabonis, I feel like if Zion was able to get it with his low amount of games played, then guys like Anthony Davis should be able to get it. Because before Anthony Davis went out with his injuries, Anthony Davis was playing at like an MVP type of level. But uh just jumping into Sabonis, um he's one of the main reasons why the Kings, we've talked about it a little bit earlier, why the Kings are third seed. Uh Sabonis is averaging eighteen and a half points to go along with uh twelve and a half rebounds, seven assists, and he's shooting over sixty six percent on true shooting. And he's giving them thirty seven percent from the three. But to be on a being on a team with Darren Fox and leading them in assists per game, I feel like is that's really impressive. Like, for big, you know, everyone likes to credit Jokic, which which he deserves the credit for, but everyone likes to credit Jokic for the playmaking, where I feel like Sabonis is on an underrated level of playmaking for a big. And he's also leading them, like I was saying earlier, in rebounds. Get, getting 12, 12 and a half rebounds and seven assists for a big is ultimately very rare outside of Jokic, to be honest. So that's my first one from the Western uh, Conference. Then for the Eastern Conference, um... 
I don't know, man. There, there's a lot of guys I like. I like to make it from the East, but for the Eastern Conference, the first one I'm going to go with is uh, honestly I'm going with Jalen Brunson, man. Um, Jalen Brunson has been a big reason why the Knicks have seen some success this year. Uh, he's also a reason why we've seen Ma- the Mavericks kind of decline a little bit this year because he was like that perfect guy to take pressure off of Luca, being able to put the ball in his hands, being able to shoot threes, play make, create for others. But Jalen Brunson, he's averaging 22 points to go along with six assists, three rebounds. And he not only is he doing that, he's shooting a really good from the three. He's shooting 40% from three, and he's shooting 85% from the line. So he, he he's creating for others. He's been really good next to Julius Randle. He's opened up the game for Julius Randle, where we're seeing like that, that all-NBA, all-star Julius Randle again. And it wouldn't shock me if Julius Randle is in an all-star game if it's not Brunson. Or honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if – Somehow they were able to get two All Stars, so so that's one of mine. Um, and my last one, I'll, I'll just give you one more. Uh, Kyrie touched on it. It, it. it has to be Shea Gillis Alexander. You know, you were saying you know he could probably be an MVP candidate if his team wasn't so bad, but I feel like when it comes to Shea, it's it's kind of self explanatory, man. Guy averaging thirty points, getting rebounds, getting assists, hitting game winners, stepping up in big moments. I feel like it's no doubt Shea's going to be an All Star. All right, Shea Gillis Alexander. Okay, I like all four of those selections. I'm not mad. See, I'm gonna take it to you, man. Uh, drive the boat. Uh, who's your four selections? Give me four. Does it, does it just have to be four? Or could I like? Because I have all my reserves written down right here in my face. I'm looking at them. So just name four. All right, if you want to go ahead, you want to go ahead, then go ahead then. All right, so listen. Eastern Conference first, man. First, uh, my 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 guards, cause y'all y'all know the uh, like how it works, right? There with the guards, forwards, and the, the wild cards. So my two backcourt players are Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brown. I think did anybody talk about Jalen Brown? No, I'm gonna talk about Jalen Brown for a little bit when we talk about Tatum. But obviously, Jalen Brown is on the first seed, playing amazing, uh, self-explanatory. Tyrese Halliburton averaging a double double with the Pacers. I think they're actually. Like, he got hurt, and they fell from, like, what were they, like, in the playoffs, and now they, uh, they like, at the 10 seed or something. They really – I don't even know if they end up playing anymore, but they really started struggling with Halliburton when that was just to show his impact on their team and what he means to them. Uh, yeah, they, they're in the 11 seed right now, which is, like, they were, like, in the comfortably in the playoffs when Halliburton was playing. So that shows his impact. Obviously, Joel Embiid, I got Julius Randle with the Knicks, averaging, like, 24, 10, and 4, having a resurgent season. I think – uh. A lot of that has to do with Jalen Brunson, and it sucks that Brunson didn't make the All Star game on my list. But uh, you know, Randall's kind of kind of showing the the Knicks some love. I got Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat, really been hooping, really stepping up this year. It would be between him and Jimmy. I gave it to Bam just because Bam has been playing more and he's really been keeping the Heat alive when Jimmy hasn't been there. Uh, I got James Harden from the Sixers playing amazing, having a really underrated season. I think since he's not averaging thirty. Seven and ten people are like, oh, whatever. But Harden's been playing amazing for Philly. And then I got Pascal Siakam. It was between Pascal and Trey. And I really want to give it to Trey just because I like Trey. But I, Trey's been shooting terribly. Like, it, it's just really been a down year for Trey. And it, it's crazy that a down year for Trey is still 28 and 10. But I think Siakam has been amazing this year on a terrible Raptors team. So I want to give it to him. And then out west, I got John Shea in the backcourt. Obviously, self-explanatory. I got uh, Anthony Davis. I gave it to AD just because if they give it to Zion, then AD should be in there. 
and AD's been playing amazing. I got uh, Lowry Markin and Sabonis. My God, uh, Kyrie was saying, you ain't see this from Lowry, but Coronelis, man, I, I was seeing this when he was on my Bulls the second year. He was averaging like 26 and 10 in February. I was like, yo, Lowry's going to be a future MVP. And he, he ain't no MVP, but I, I was seeing big things from Lowry, man. It's, I'm happy to see him thrive in Utah. Obviously, Sabonis is my God, man. I love Sabonis. And then my last two spots out west are uh, Damian Lillard, you know, Celtics fans were averaging like 30 with the Trailblazers. And then I gave it to Paul George just because the Clippers are like the fifth seed and I feel like they should be rewarded for winning. But I really want to give it to De'Aaron Fox just because, you know, Fox, Fox really deserves to be an all-star. And I feel like it sucks that uh, I don't think he's going to get it just because there's so many good teams out west and they're so close. But, uh, yeah, Paul George has been Paul George. No one else to say, like, Paul George has been good. All right, sturdy. Very sturdy selection. Uh, I do want to give Cordae and Kyrie another shot to finish off, but I'm going to swing it to Johnny first and then swing yeah, it back bad, to Because I, I, I didn't know we were just doing like three or four. I had this whole I know it's no, it's no pro. I know Cordae and Kyrie <laughs> got some great list of selections. I'm going to swing it back to them. Let me let Johnny go ahead and take over first, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, let Johnny go because I, I just did the couple because I didn't know if we was on the whole thing. But I got you right. Got Listen, Johnny, go ahead. Hold on, Kyrie. Johnny. I mean, Kyrie and Cordae. I'm going to swing it to Johnny. Bring it back to me. Well, first of all, I'm mad because I'm mad because all y'all took my names. Excellent, excellent job, fellas. All y'all took my names, and the ones that y'all and and even the names that y'all did say, they either on my list or I was like torn between them. So I'm gonna start off with Shay. Uh, get let's get that out the way now. Um, previous segment we've all mentioned Shay before. I've mentioned it. You guys have mentioned it in different segments. Shay's on the come up, and um, now for that same reason that you said for De'Aaron Fox, you feel like he's giving. It's it's time to give him his flowers. Like it's it's about time for All Star. I feel that same way for Shea versus Dame, right? Because I was torn with Dame. I wanted Dame, but Dame just came back. He's still Dame, but at this point, the way Shea's been playing, and he he just needs that recognition. Like I feel that same, I feel that same vibe. I feel that same vibe for Shea on the East Side. Embiid, obviously, obviously Embiid. I feel the same way. Howie robbery. We want to press charges. All of that. Um, he's been he's been disrespected, but he's been disrespected uh, multiple times. Um, I don't feel like getting into that, but we already know it's politics, man. It's, it's ruined our sport. But even still, like also, I, I um also on the East, I wanted James Harden too, but I feel like um they were like I feel like he gets a lot of slack because he's not scoring, but he's like you know eleven assists a game. I think he leads the league with that right now, but. And he's top, he's, I think he's like 16th in double-doubles. But, um, yeah, so Harden wasn't on my list, though. But I definitely did want to recognize that you said James Harden. Um, but, yeah, so Embiid and Shea, for sure. Wait, wait, now, wait, my bad, Johnny. Um, my bad. I don't want to – I don't no, mean to cut you up, bro. You don't, you, don't got Dame on, you don't got Dame as an all-star? Dame, I had to give it to Shea, bro, as far as the reserve. I had, to, I had to give it to Dame. Huh? Well, she got in there, but that's not Dame. But Dame averaged a 30. Like, yeah, Dame's, yeah, Dame's Dame's averaging thirty, but Dame's yeah, been there. Yeah. I, I wanted to give it to Shea for the simple fact that he hasn't been there. <laughs> they both on my man. They, I mean, they I both, they both it, though. So who do you have making yeah, it over Dame? Shea, I got to give it to Shea. Got to give it to Shea. I want Shea to get. I want. I want Shea to get that first. I want to get. I want Shea to get that first uh, recognition. Yeah, 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 but you you can have Shay and Dame make it. So is this someone you're, you're leaving off? Shay and Dame can make it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are you the, well, Johnny, you can have you can have no, Shay, Dame, and I mean, and like Jaw. He said I can have both. Yeah, I can have both. I mean, <laughs> uh, because that means uh, I would have to leave off Fox. 
No, you can't leave Fox out. Y'all crazy. So who? So if that's the case, if that's the case, right? All right. So look. So look. I'm I'm taking Fox from the day. I'm not gonna lie to you. What? I'm putting Fox from the day. I'm not gonna lie to you. Y'all crazy, bro. I'm definitely taking Fox from the day. Fox ain't never been there. Fox ain't been there, bro. Out of all those guards on the West, on the reserves, name me the five. So where do you put out of all those guards? Give me the first six right now. Like Give me the first six, six guards in the West? On the All-Star right now. So, stuff. You got Curry, Curry and Luka, obviously. Then I have, I have right. Josh, and Dane. Then I had PG. My my last thought was between Paul George and De'Aaron Fox, and I feel like I the Clippers are the, the, Clippers are the five series. I gave it to Paul George. Listen to me. So I'm saying De'Aaron Fox is an all-star this season. The most clutches guard out of all the guards you just named in the fourth quarter, and he's left off the list having career highs and everything he's going. And his Bro, team is here in the West. I'm not Bro, saying he's not, not, not off the list. Fox is not off the list. So I feel like I feel like I don't think it's wrong, but I feel like this thing Fox is a lock to me is is, is kind of crazy when yeah, you have Dame. It's not crazy. Dame is averaging Dame is averaging thirty, and you have to think it's a bit of a popularity contest. Dame has the respect of his peers. Right. That's if you're gonna true. take right. if you're gonna take anybody off, I think it'll be Paul George. But I think Dame is a lock, but he's averaging thirty and seven. Like, you All right, you, right. Cool. you know I got yeah. a little high head in a little bit of yeah, moment, yeah, but I, I will say this much. You got to leave Paul George off the list. I think Paul, Paul George is I'm I think biased. I'm a Pauly fan. Dame, I, 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 I got to give it. Shay and Fox in the future, got to give them recognition. Right. Give, we didn't get to my list yet, but I, Paul George made it on my list. Paul George made it to you. All right, Corday. Wait, Johnny, did you finish what you had to say, please? I only wanted two names to say. I only, I only yeah. had two two other names gotcha. to say that um, bet on, Let's on let it out. I, or I'm gonna go to the east side. Two other names. One, one, two of them that didn't get mentioned. One of them I can't stand. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm an analyst first, so I gotta give him his props. Um, it's kicking me. Um, but I gotta give the Julius Randle, uh, 31 double du- doubles this year. This year. I mean, he's he forces it a lot. I don't like his game, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he has been productive. I say he gets denied, and at the end of the day, I gotta go with I gotta go back to Jimmy Butler. Now I may be biased. I may be a fan with that, but he's still. He's still Jimmy. He's still fifty-two no, percent on the year, twenty-two points a game, about six six boards, five dimes. He's still him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not mad at saying Jimmy gets denied, but I am mad that I got to give Julius Randle his flowers. I'm not gonna lie, he busts my ticket. I don't like the way he plays. This guy just I don't know who gives his cat the green light, but <laughs> he I, his shot selection is horrible to me. Like, Ooh. but it just it kicks me watching him. But at the end of the day. 31 double-doubles in the first half of the season and counting. You got to give it to him. But at the end of the I do want to reiterate, though, I'm not disrespecting Dane. He's been there. You no, got to give him the future. You this is <laughs> it's just next year. It's I next year. It's always next year. It's just not I this year. That, but, but bro, next year. you can't. Next year, I know. If he averaging thirty, well, you can't leave him. He's averaging thirty. That's insane. No, you're right. Listen, you, oh, you're right. Okay, you so just next year, bro. Maybe uh, next year. Five, maybe maybe Fox can get him. Five guys. Fox the future. He got a few more years. Like no, nah, <laughs> he should have. Uh, he should be now. But he, he get it next year. We'll give it to him next year. See. It's all right. I ain't mad. Darren Fox will be in the next year. Uh, Johnny, before I piggyback and swing it to Corday to give off his remaining list, Kyrie, the comments you made about Julius Randle, is that fair? Who who gives Julius Randle the green light? I heard you guys are trying to trade mm-hmm. Emmanuel quickly. 
his comments is definitely fair. And before we got Jalen Brunson, I could tell you I seen why and I can understand why Julius Randle would take the shots and would and had the shot selection that he had because it reminded me exactly what it looked like watching Melo play when we had him in New York. He had nobody oh, around him, and they would drop the ball off with him with five seconds left on the shot clock. you got to find something to do. And sometimes them shots take the prettiest. But at the same time, I, I've been on, I think I've said this on the record before here. If not, it was definitely during conversation. But R.J. Barrett isn't really the best guy to have on the floor with a guy like Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett doesn't have the necessary creativity nor the passing ability to kind of make to open the floor for for Julius Randle, kind of like how Core was alluding to Jalen Brunson being able to do that for for Julius Randle when Jalen Brunson well, got the but, floor. But but then wouldn't that be more so the issue with RG? With how many? He's, this is fourth year in the league, so he hasn't developed. Uh, no, so, he hasn't. He hasn't developed much offensively, if we're being honest. But wow. that's not Julius. I'm not saying that's the reason why Julius's shots are so efficient or his, his shot selection is so wild, but. That's kind of, that's really just Julius's game. I mean, he's a, he's a, he has a bull in the china shop type of game. He's physical. He can get anywhere he wants on the block and on the floor, and he knows that. And but the thing is, this is another thing. Julius Randle doesn't get a lot of calls. He doesn't get the same calls that we see bigger superstars around the league gets. But at the same time, he doesn't play, he plays a lot more physical than those guys. So I can understand why. So a lot of it is, yeah, like Johnny said, it, it is him forcing it. It is him trying to get shots, it is trying to get shots up uh, and draw fouls and get the contact. But that's what, it, what it all boils down to is that's his game. That's been his game since he was Kentucky. If we're going to be honest, whoa, whoa be, no, 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 listen, he no, plays too far from the rim. He's too far. No, no, Kyrie, Johnny, I am a Kentucky fan. He struck a nerve. No, and I know that's why you defended De'Aaron Fox so hard because you were Kentucky. Make it through, Kyrie. You talk about some. You talk about some. That's his game. He played bully ball. Really, his reign will be shooting like seven step back threes a game, bro. Versus Boston (laughs) and overtime, bro. Bro, I said that he he played too far. He played too far with that. He shoots seven step back. Bro, you watch those games. A lot of those step backs. I, I can't admit a lot of those step backs. Yo, 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 yo. Bro, 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 Y'all was down like one point. It was 18 seconds on the shot. Oh, yeah, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. Out. Yeah. <laughs> he came trying to sit back three in like two people's face, bro. He, it Julius just be shooting them shots, bro. Yo, let me just stop. Yeah. Bro, I'm going to say this, bro. I think I think Julius, like, his problem with – bro, he, he shoots he, – he makes it harder on himself sometimes, bro. It's – it's 15 oh, seconds man. on the shot clock, and you want to dribble. You want to take the ball from the block, dribble back out to the top of the key, and shoot. And I think a lot of it is because, bro, if we're being honest, what? he make tough buckets, but that man ain't got no bag, bro. Like he's not, he, he's not Kobe. That's on. He's he, he not about exactly. to. He not about to put it on the floor. Has he crossover? He not about to put it on the floor. Has he crossover? Pull up, shooting your mitt like that. That's not his game. Like his he game does. is he's trying to adopt the mind. And he should have something about now. He's about three, four. How many years into like, the like his game? Bro, the thing is, Julius Randle. He 
he's an all NBA caliber player, but it's just it is who he is. Like that that stop selection's not going nowhere. It's like Julius Randle has to be the best player on a decent to mid team. Like that, that, mm. it's just who he is. So what's the what is he on the championship? Is he the third option, the second option? Bro, a, a lot of a lot of people like to compare. A lot of people like to compare like Sabonis and Randall. But to me, Sabonis, Sabonis and Randall is way better than Randall. Sabonis Sabonis brings more to a team and a table than Randall does. That's Sabonis is a better player than Randall. Sabonis overall. doesn't need Sabonis doesn't need to have the ball in his hands seventy percent of the time to be successful. Oh, he's extremely effective, especially in the pick and roll. Him and De'Aaron Fox is probably in the top three in the pick and roll. Dude. And the crazy, the crazy thing is though, you got to give Randall some some credit. We seen her having this conversation about him, but we all still got him on an All Star ballot. I like Randall. I always thought no, like like I said, like I said, he's uh, he'll get the nod. He was one of my reserves. I picked him. I t- thirty one double doubles. Got to give it to him. He for he for sure. Hooper is just he made big plays harder on himself. The rim, I don't have a problem. Yeah, he That's wanted those fair. bigs, bro. He tried to play. He tried to play outside in instead of inside out. I no, that's fair. I don't disagree. Kyrie could agree to that too. You're right. Juju, uh, I think he's a great play. He's a good player. Um, is he a, someone you need on a championship caliber team? I don't know if you guys are saying no. I think he could be someone useful to a championship caliber team. It would just have to be. Uh, would he be fine with a new role where he's taking less shots? He doesn't get to take step back threes. Eighteen seconds left in the game. I don't think but he yes. could do that, bro. Me personally. <laughs> no, I, I think, to me, I think talent is talent. I think if you put talent in the right situation, you can win with it. We've seen it. Andrew think, Wiggins is the perfect example. Yeah, he put him in yeah, the Warriors think, and he blossomed. But for me, I, I look at it like it, it depends what. If if that's the case, it depends what's around him, bro. Because okay, I just can't see Julius Randle being a guy where he's taking a little bit of shots, or I don't see him being a guy where, depending on who he's playing with, he's not just going to stand in the corner and shoot th- threes at a high clip. He's worked on his offensive game to where he is able to create somewhat of his own shot if needed. Before we get too far off of this, do you, do you think you could be able to replace him with Tobias Harris in Philly and he'll be successful with Harden and no, but that's a different situation. No. I, I, I know it's a different situation, but I, but I was asking. I, I was asking yeah, I if y'all bring in. I think if y'all bring in Julius and make him like y'all backup power forward center, have him bring some pressure off the bench. Like I think Julius could be great on wait, the center coming off the bench and be like the sixth man. Wait, hold on, set. So right, see, that's true. I do want to piggyback on what you just said, actually. So Julius is a better player than. Tobias, I don't think anyone's disagreeing with that. Uh, I just don't think Julius fits into the what. I feel like if we bring him in, he's damaging something. It's because, what, like I said, he's going to be playing with the woman between, and not exactly. Problems. I feel it's like different. he damages that chemistry because James Harden and MB have the perfect pick and roll. Like their chemistry is off the chart. They're number one, I think, right now. I don't need him coming in and messing that up, especially if we got to give who we giving up Tobias Harris. The Knicks aren't going to take Tobias Harris when he's obviously lesser than Julius Randle. Who are we throwing in with that? If they ask him Maskey, we're not doing it. That's a negative. Yeah, it is. No? You got to hesitate on this? Nah, I, I'm not disagreeing. I was just, oh, I was going to say I was just throwing, I was just throwing a scenario out there because people was talking about talent. You can have talent, but if the fit's not right, the talent won't matter. Yeah, I don't think it's really – 
Everybody knows Julius ain't fitting on the Sixers. Man. That's why I, I was just quiet about it. Like, I, I See, said silence is the best answer. All right, but Corday, bring, bring out the rest of your all-star list. Uh, all right, um, yeah. We talked a lot about these guys, so I won't dive too deep into numbers or analytics right. like that. Gotcha. So I'm going to start off with the East for my guards. I have uh, I have Jalen Brown. I have I have Jalen Brown. I have James Harden. And honestly, right now, I'm in a toss-up between Jalen Brunson and Halliburton. The only reason why Halliburton's in that toss-up is just because of injury. But although I mentioned Brunson earlier, I'm going to give the nod to Halliburton. Because in my front court, I have Julius Randle making it, and I don't know if the Knicks will get two All Stars. But uh, in, in, in my front court, I have obviously Joel Embiid, I have Julius Randle, and then honestly, for me, it, it's kind of a toss up between Jimmy and Bam. But right now, I think I think I'm going to give I it to Bam. Bam. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Bam because Bam was able to hold it down while Jimmy Butler was out, and Bam Bam was doing his thing where it was players in and out of the lineup. Like some nights he wouldn't he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have Laurie, he wouldn't have Jimmy, he wouldn't have Hero, and he was still keeping them afloat, winning them games and doing his thing. So that's those are my reserves for the East. Uh, over for the West, I got John Morant, which I feel like is obvious, Shake Gillis-Alexander, which is obvious, and we had this discussion a little bit earlier. I have Damian Lillard making it over Darren Fox. And, bro, like I, like I said earlier, Damian Lillard is averaging 30 points, 7 assists, and he's Damian Lillard. Like, his, his name holds I, weight. I, I know. I just feel like Damian hasn't done anything. I mean, it's, He's averaging he's, 30. He's averaging 30. I know, I know. I'm saying, but he's done it before, though. He's done it before, though. And he's been an all-star when averaging 30 before. So, like, like what are you saying? But, but, he played more games, bro. It's politics. He played more games. He played more right. Games. There you go, Johnny. Okay. Bro, so but if you Bro, if y'all, y'all want to play that card with, with, like, the games and stuff, bro, Zion's a starter, and he's missed so many games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that, that don't It's Damian, Damian's bro. Damian's first off, his name, his name holds weight, bro. It's <laughs> Zion Damian Lillard. <laughs> bro, fuck the name, bro. Fuck the name. He's averaging 30 damn points, bro. He's an all-star, no <laughs> doubt. If he's not an all-star, all right, all it is. All-star it is. All-star it is. All-star it is. And, all right, hey, it listen, is. I'm not disagreeing with you. Embiid's an all-star. <laughs> I feel the same way. But it's politics. And the politics will tell you Damian Lillard will get the all-star appearance. He's well, Damian Lillard. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. And, and Fox will be on the all-star next year. But if he does make the all-star team and someone is left off, are you guys upset about it? Yes, because he should not make it over Damian, Damian. Lillard. <laughs> if Damian Lillard's left off, I'm going to be upset, bro. But sure, sure, sure. None of you better say time. nothing. You know how Darren Fox is going to get it? You know how Darren Fox is going to get it? Because Damian Lillard don't care about the All-Star game. He might give it up. But Damian Lillard will be an All-Star. But anyway, in my front court, in my front court, I got Sabonis, I got Laurie, and then I got uh, I got Paul George. Solid, solid. Bringing Paul George back in the mix, huh, Corey? Bro, you have to, bro. They're a team that they're – Bro, they're freaking fifth seed mm-hmm. right now, so I feel mm-hmm. like they deserve an all star. Oh, and honestly, uh Wait. I got I got Anthony Davis making it too. Okay. Actually, uh he's there missing a lot of games, but hey, Zion made it, so why not A B? Bro, that's that's my thing. <laughs> if we're pushing that narrative of Zion made it, Paulie. I got it, a Lowry question. What happened? I'm Go not ahead. mad at Paul George. I'm biased on Paulie, but Lowry? You biased on playoff P, the one that never shows up. In the playoffs? No, I, I love him. I love, I love playoff P. I, it's in you, you love playoff P, bro. Larry Mark Cannon has been hooping, bro. 
Bro, Laurie is averaging 25 and, and nine rebounds, bro. Laurie like, Mark is a buggy. Bro, people are forgetting how to play. Before time, bro, the Jazz was first seed in the West. They, 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 were, they were a top seed in the West for a minute. And that was because of the strength of Laurie Mark Cannon, bro. Colin Sexton, Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, and Lee Beagley, Jared Vanderbilt. Some players on that team, but Laurie Mark Cannon is definitely carrying them boys out in Utah, bro. And you got to look at the trade they got um, from Kelly Olalink from the Pistons. He's been a great home. Bro, see, we talked about it. See, you talked about it earlier. He's always like he's always like Laurie from his Bulls days, and seeing will be another one to tell you right here. I was right there along supporting him. Like when they drafted Laurie, I told him, bro, like I wanted the Sixers to get Laurie. That was a good pick for them. Laurie, Chicago Laurie Bulls is developing into a Chicago team utilizing to his best. I thought we, but you know what's crazy? I thought the second year we did, we had Fred Hoiberg. I thought we did, but then when we fired Fred and brought in Boylan, and obviously like all that shit went to hell. But like Laurie. And you know what's, what what impresses me the most about Laurie? Like, obviously, the beginning of the year, he's averaging, like, 22, and everybody's like, oh, Laurie's playing great. But I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, he's going to come back to earth and come back down. But he's only been going up. Like, his numbers are going up. He's averaging, like, 25. His efficiency is amazing. Like, Laurie, Laurie's the man, bro. I love him. And, and the man. thing with Laurie, too, bro, especially from his time when he first got drafted and his time in Chicago, then what he did last year compared to this year, there's not a lot of people. In, there's no one in the world who's a Laurie Markin that will be able to play the three. Last year in Cleveland, Laurie played the three and was successful at that position. Laurie's a guy who could play three, three through five, bro. That's crazy. I listen. All right, and he's so a Nick, solid Nick. defender. That was a knock on him early yeah. in his career. Was he's a soft defender? No, bro. Laurie knows how to use his body. He knows how to body. That was a knock on his career early. That was one of his main highlighted weaknesses. Bro, and then, then I remember people. I remember people early on saying he's just gonna be one of those kind of like Porzingis, one of those bigs who just want to shoot threes. Nah, bro. Laurie lo- knows how to use his body. Oh, he gets down low things. Laurie can score on all three levels. Respect, respect, Laurie Marketing, respect. Laurie can score on all three levels, imagine bro. If, imagine if Laurie Marketing and Luke Donovan is playing together. That's who Luca really needed. Bro, imagine, imagine, well, imagine this trio right here. Laurie Marketing, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. Oh, my. I like it, bro. Hey. Wow. Hey. Tobias to the Jazz for Laurie, straight up. <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> all right, all right, let's get to Kyrie. You didn't even get your all-star selection, and we get to the last topic of the episode. Kyrie, get yeah. the remaining all-star it's selection. It's all good, bro. I don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to give him. We we beat a dead horse with this topic. I just right. Give a, I just want to give a good hot take. I think Paolo Bencaro makes the all-star team as a rookie.
And I kind of want to piggy bank off of Kyrie. Kind of not not with Paolo, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Denver gets two All-Stars, whether it's Jamal Murray or Aaron Gordon. I would not be surprised at all if they ended up uh, Originally, I had Aaron Gordon on my ballot, too, but I took him all, off last minute for Paul George. Yeah, I wouldn't be so Why are you guys so crazy about Paul George? Uh, the, just just look at his playoff history. Just look, bro, you can't you can't factor his playoff history into him being no, an All Star this season, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true, that's true. I'm just saying, just what's just putting that All Star side. What's your infatuation? Like, bro, they started off slow without their stars playing, and they've worked their way up to fifth seed, led by Paul George playing good basketball. And also, last time Paul George was in the playoffs, he was great. He was. Kawhi Paul George man, led them yeah. to the conference finals without Kawhi Leonard. People, people just That's look at the bubble. People, people season. just look at people look at the bubble and just put this narrative on Paul George that he's some kind of slouch. Paul, it's just, not Paul even, George it's is a good player. Before the bubble is before the bubble, bro. So we just gonna act like we gonna act like early in his career in Indy. We gonna act like early in his career in Indiana. Paul George wasn't care. What wasn't listen, right there with LeBron and the Eagles. So, so I want to, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate. Don't get me. Bro, he was the original. They they was calling him the first LeBron stopper. Like it was Paul George, bro. I don't want to be biased, yeah, here, but I want to. Bro, Paul George was taking the Heels. Bro, Paul George was taking the Heels to seven, bro. But then we Paul think George had Lance here. Stevenson and Roy Hibbert, bro, taking them boys to seven. About, wait, you wait. Year, you gotta remember, Roy Hibbert was. I know you guys are gonna laugh now, but when he was on the Pacers, he was a very viable option at the. Roy five. Hibbert. Roy Hibbert was a bum All Star. He only got those appearances because they was a they was a first a first seed. Hey, wow. Colin. All right, tore apart Roy Hibbert. Okay, Colin. Let me let me help you out, bro. You Wait, about Paul George taking Miami to seven and all that. But what happened? There was like three straight years versus when he placed Cleveland in twenty seventeen. There was they got swept. When he uh, the next year with Russ, him and oh Russ got bounced in five by Utah. Thank you. And then he and shot forty three. When, when they played, when they played Cleveland in twenty seventeen, Paul George, George wasn't the problem. It was the team around Paul George that was the problem. Paul George wasn't helping. Paul George wasn't helping. He wasn't doing that great compared to like what what you would expect. Paul George had some playoff holes, but on top of that. Fuck the playoffs. This is the all-star regular season, and the Clippers are the five seed, and I think they deserve an all-star. And Paul George right, has been doing do Paul George things, and Paul George is going to get it because he's Paul George. Bro, all right, whatever, man. He carried he, – he, he, when he came back bro, at the end of the injury last year, he helped the play 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 play. Nah, bro, nah, bro. Forget, forget the all-star for a minute, bro. You're talking about Paul George <laughs> in 2017 when he got swept. Seriously, get bro, him, and that's get him, bro. Paul George get averaged 20, <laughs> 20, 28 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists in that series he got swept. Get him. Where, where was him. Paul George's problem? He's averaging 30 points. Playing against LeBron James on a team that had Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, bro. Sure, Paul George had playoff woes, but even even look at OKC. Sure, we want him to step up. We want him to be the best player with OKC. But let's be honest. Russell Westbrook has playoff woes. Carmelo Anthony had playoff woes. Carmelo Anthony should have been in the starting lineup, if we're being honest, bro. So you just can't place all of that on, on, on Paul George. Or, or, hold on, Kyrie. Oh, is that, wanna... do, do you agree with that, Kyrie? Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, you know, you are yeah, the number okay, one. Yeah, okay. wasn't it. They didn't use him right. It uh, wasn't it. Oh, not at all. All right, wasn't it? All right. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real Carmelo, quick. Carmelo just wasn't a great fit on that on that team. Why do you think when Carmelo left, Paul George played elevated the year after when he was in MVP conversation? In the playoffs, he got swept. 
And then even back with 2017, <laughs> you're talking about the average 28, 8, 9, and 7. What are you doing game four in the elimination game? He had 15 points and shot 5 for 21. The game before that, he shot what? 10 for How much can you, how much can you do when you have nobody else on your team, bro? It, it was just him. Points? Perfect. Bro, That's he was out there playing. Game? Bro, they had CJ yeah. Miles take a game winning shot, bro. CJ hey, Miles over Paul George? CJ Miles? Paul George was the one who wanted the ball. Paul George wanted to take that shot. CJ Miles had no business taking that shot over Paul George. That's Cat because CJ Miles said it. Remind me, tell me if I'm wrong. Remember versus the Cavs in the playoffs, it was a game when the shot poor George had and he missed, and they memed him with the uh with the commercial, the Gatorade commercial. He's like, ball, ball <laughs> game. he missed that zero. Like, come on, he bro, did. He did. I'm not, I'm not oh, saying man. Paul George is a playoff. He I'm not saying Paul George is a playoff demon, yeah. but we're not gonna act like Paul George hasn't had these good playoffs. Yeah, bro. At the, the end of the day, we, we're not calling. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Listen, we're not calling him. We're not calling him Michael Jordan, but we're calling him Paul George. We're not calling him Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's, calling him, he's calling him George Paul. That's his name. That's his... Bro, I can sit here. I can sit here and be the first one to tell you Paul George has not had the greatest playoff moments. But we're not gonna act like Paul George hasn't done anything at all in the playoffs. Him and James, no, he has, because because James Harden is worse than him in the playoffs. And I'm telling you as a Sixers fan, oh, but, but Paul George is right up there. Paul George is not that far. He's right up there. Uh. All right, but that, uh, guys, that concludes episode 92 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I want to give a big shout-out to my fellow co-hosts, Kyrie, Corday, Johnny, our special guest team, who definitely will be a regular among the basketball episodes. Thank you a lot, you guys. Hopefully the fans enjoyed this as much as uh, they enjoyed us recording this. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Restricted Zone Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram individually. The links will be inside the description below. You can also check us out on Apple. You can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on most streaming services. And you don't have to pay a dollar at all. Free 99. Share it. Uh, listen to it. Give us support, feedback, and we'll definitely tune in and push out some more content for you guys. So definitely check us out. We appreciate the support. Have a great day, guys. That concludes episode 92 of the Restricted Zone Podcast. Peace.